This is the Blue Man Group. This is the Blue Man Group. This is the Blue Man Group. Hello everybody, my name is Ron Ecstasy, and this is Blue Man Group. As always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, John Biedron and Devin Welsh. Hey everyone. Hello co-hosts, good to see you today. Great to be here. Yeah, well that's great. Do you know what? It was an absolutely beautiful week of news. Um, we've got things from all over. We have various desks being occupied by journalists. That's you guys. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, now, let we've me got a you, lot you, of big big news stories this week, uh, yeah. bigger than usual. I would like Huge to ask story. you guys, did you ever believe that you would be uh, an investigative journalist? No, it's something that I just kind of stumbled into um, yeah. following my passions, following my interests, and right. it just led me into this uh, line of work. Yeah, As far back as I can remember, I've always wanted to be an investigative journalist. So Wow. This is... Really, the like the 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 conclusion of all my life's work and efforts to get to as far into investigative journalism as I possibly could. This is where I've ended up. Yeah, <laughs> that's. I'm I'm sorry I, to hear that. Yeah, no. <laughs> sorry, I couldn't keep a straight face on that one. No, that was that's beautiful, John. I I appreciate your Thank work you. uh, investigating. Uh, I'll be honest; some of the things you investigate, I. Uh, could care less but uh it, it seems as though you've uh, brought to the table some very interesting stories this week and actually uh, this week i didn't bring any stories to the yeah. okay well that's true too. you didn't you're not much of an investigator it seems uh um, well i'm working on a really long i'm doing like a spotlight mm-hmm. type oh, piece mm-hmm. and it's taking yeah. me a really long time yeah sometimes you have to sacrifice everything for for the scoop for the story mm-hmm. and yeah absolutely john, john does I've, that yeah, I'm in. I'm at odds with my wife and landlord, and mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've yep. I'm like not getting along with my son right now. The oh, bills shit. are There's piling a lot of stuff up. Going on. Bills are piling up. I know. Yeah, I yeah. I, I was just thinking about this, like a, an investigative journalist that loses his keys. <laughs> I just I don't know why I like that idea. It's like he's got to. <laughs> He's he has to like, investigate where his keys went. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it just becomes like a really big, long, protracted thing. All right, everybody, let's get right to it. This is getting out of control. We have news to cover. And the way we do that is we like to ground it in history. <laughs> we say that. I don't know what that means. But uh, we like to well, ground things in history. Yeah. In, in this, this week this, in, in history. 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 The news is very electric this week, and so you need to ground it so you don't get shocked. And so the news in history is what grounds us so we can deal with the live wires of this week's news. 1947. In New Mexico, word of what becomes known as the Roswell Incident, a touchstone for UFO buffs. A local U.S. military office says pieces of what it calls a crashed disc have been recovered near the city of Roswell. But the military later says the material found on a ranch is really a top-secret weather balloon, not a crashed alien spacecraft. Uh, whoa. 
It was a little a- sassy. For yeah, AP. AP Associated Press throwing a little salt and pepper on that one. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. Hinting at the fact that the government was maybe covering up the original discovery. Yeah, so, certainly sympathetic to people's like like jump to conclusions there. Being yeah, like, well, they contradicted themselves. Right. Has anybody ever to UFO? been to Roswell? No, me no. either. They refer to UFO, <laughs> UFO buffs rather than, you know, say UFO conspiracy theorists as well. Right. Buff. True. That is, that is interesting. Okay, well, I they, wasn't... A, they, go I to was, the, they go to the desert and they're nude. They're nudists, right? They're in the buff. In the, in the buff. Yeah. I, I wasn't, I've never been to Roswell either. I don't think uh, uh, it exists. <laughs> no, I know it exists. But um, I, the UFO thing, 1947, a bit too early. It probably was a weather balloon, I guess, or something. Well, a disc. It was probably like a hard drive. <laughs> what is it? Yeah, what's a crashed disc mean? How yeah, bad, like, were they doing the decathlon and someone was shot putting or something? Or like, uh, John, that's throwing? discus actually. A shot well, put is a decathlon. Uh, oh yeah, the thing. world discus championships were happening in Roswell in, Roswell. in 1947 <laughs> when this incident was supposed to have occurred. But they were seeing flying but, saucers. Yeah, but they didn't have event licenses, so they were like not trying to like come out with that story. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. underground stuff. It's yeah. like uh, it's like off. It's an after party. Essentially. They didn't want their spot blown up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Somebody, somebody had to take a dive and come up with this story because yeah, powerful people were implicated by the discus uh, f- <laughs> f- fiasco. Yes, it was a fiasco. Well, this I guess it kind of you know there's a lot of UFO talk now in uh, 2021. People saying you know hey what is this? What's this little tic tac flying around? Um, and then people say that it's probably government tic- technology that they're not talking about, or a tic-tac. it's kind of a it's kind of a reboot of the Roswell thing. Yeah, exactly. Sort of like right. let's do Roswell again. But this time, make it like you know more CGI. Like there's it's part of, yeah, it's part of the whole like sequel franchise movie culture. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have any new ideas anymore. All we can do is Correct. rehash these kind of. We can revamp it for the contemporary moment. Yes, and I feel like yeah, we're going through a kind of Roswell, the new mm-hmm. world type of thing. Yeah, and it's I'm a- really excited for next year's Bigfoot Festival, which we covered in episode. Insert episode here. <laughs> yeah, insert episode number here. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's very, uh, or rather Roswellian um, of this to uh, circle back like that, much mm-hmm. like a UFO may circle back. Uh, yeah. I know. Um, I, yeah, I, listen, something, some shit's out there. That's all I'm going to say, okay? And uh, we're going we're gonna to wrap this up because I don't think we should be talking about this. I think that... So wait, there's a knock at my front door. Wait a second. It's <laughs> it? the government. <laughs> and they're, they're upset that they're, we're talking about UFOs in Roswell in 1947. Oh, no. Now they're saying don't say that on air. Just Uh-oh. act cool and just stop talking. Act okay. cool. We're act backing cool. away. All right. Backing away. All right. Beep. Beep. All right, everybody, that was uh, This Week in History. Rather not talk about that anymore because the government won't stop banging at my door. We may have said, we may have let off with the idea that we're investigative journalists, but as soon as the government tells us to back off from a story. We do. We're still citizens. I mean, come on. Yeah. That's part of the job. That's part of the job. All right, everybody, speaking of jobs, we got a job to do, and it is to read some news. Let's jump into 
What's in the news? All right, gang. Uh, I'm over here. Uh, can you see me? Can I'm I'm trying no, to wave. Where are you? I'm. Wait, I can't hello. see you. I can't. I can only hear. Guys, Ron. I can't see over him. here. Over here. I feel like over there was here. a he, desk. Where's the desk? Is he at I'm, the marionette desk? Is he throwing his voice again? Uh, oh yeah, that's ventriloquism. But uh, I'm over at the uh, stealth desk. Actually, I don't know if you can oh, see me. I'm uh, the stealth desk. Close. Oh. Forget about that desk. Uh, cloaked in some extremely uh, stealthy government technologies that they actually just dropped off at my door while they were knocking. Uh, the, the, the knocks had nothing to do with the UFO in this oh. uh, situation. <laughs> They're actually giving me uh, stealthy powers to uh, do some reporting. Wow. So, uh, so I've generous. got a headline here. Um, this headline's out of uh, Afghanistan. <laughs> um U.S. left Afghan airfield at night. Didn't tell new commander. Hmm. Um, so the U.S. Army, they they pulled a trick and they they vamoosed. Yeah, they vamoosed. <laughs> uh, it, it, it seems like a situation. I'm sure the younger people listening are familiar with uh, apps like Tinder and stuff like that, where these young kids are hooking up with one another and then ghosting the next day. This seems to be a, a trend among uh, the youths of mm-hmm. uh, the world, the modern, the, the people with phones. And so uh, the U.S. military did that, too. That's basically seems, the story, right? It seems like probably, that's what's going on. So We can wrap this left, up pretty quickly. I yeah. Think. Okay, well, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, it'll take as long as it takes, Dev. Well, let's just get it over with. I mean, what's the story? The U.S. I mean, left. And... It should be quick. I can do it. I can do this story quickly if you want okay. me to. It shouldn't be that difficult to do. Okay. Okay. Let's get through it. We won't I get think... bogged down. Yeah. We'll just. No. We'll no be no. smart about it. It's not going to be like a, a a quagmire or anything. So, the U.S. left Afghanistan's Bagram airfield after nearly twenty years by shutting off the electricity and slipping away in the night without notifying the base's new Afghan commander who discovered the Americans' departure more than two hours after they left, Afghan military officials said. All right. Yeah, so, that's, a, that's a cool story. Um, um, well, we're not... I mean, come on. I mean, we should probably keep going. I mean, this is you know going to take a little while. I mean, yeah. it's the first story. Let's keep going. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, I mean, okay. it can, I can, it's probably going to be a quick, easy thing for me to do here. Okay, just keep reading. Don't okay, chicken. Sorry. Uh, Afghanistan's army showed off the sprawling airbase Monday, providing a rare first glimpse of what had been the epicenter of America's war to unseat the Taliban and hunt down the Al-Qaeda perpetrators of the 9-11 attacks on America. Hmm. The U.S. announced Friday it completely vacated its biggest airfield in the country in advance of a final withdrawal, the Pentagon says, will be completed by the end of August. Nice. Uh... So we heard some rumors. This is a um, General um, Mir uh, Azadala Kohistani. Uh, that's Bagram Air Force Base's new commander. He said, we heard some rumor that the Americans had left Bagram. And finally, by 7 o'clock in the morning, we understood that it was confirmed that they had already left Bagram. Yeah. So we've already been over this. I mean, we're kind of just treading over the same old ground. We're not really making any progress with this story. Well, it's important that we stay in the story as long as the story takes. I mean, okay. we can't just bail out. 
Okay. Right, but I mean, it is valuable time that we could be spending on other stories. But I guess, yeah, I guess try to finish it up quick. Yeah, I'll, I'm just gonna just yeah, a little it, bit more. I think we we should do just a little right, bit more yeah, of it. It's the, the end's definitely just right around the corner. Um, okay. Uh, John, do you have? Can you pitch in some money just for investing? Um, uh, yeah, I think we can scrape some together. Dev, are okay. you also good to throw in some extra money for the recording time? Yeah, yeah, sure. But let's get it on the road. Maybe, John, you could read some of this if, if Mark, you're getting tired. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll finish it. I could finish it. I, I, right. I don't think it's going to be, like I said, it's not that difficult to do this story. It's, well, let's, yeah, let's You don't need, like, a up. surge in, like, readers? Like, you don't need, like, more people reading at the same thing? Maybe we I should mean, read it simultaneously. Yeah. Somehow. That'll go faster if there's more of us reading it. Well, let me, okay, just let me take the first, or, like, this next paragraph that we've figured out. Um, and I think we should just stay the course with this. Uh, U.S. military spokesman Colonel Sonny Leggett did not address the specific complaints of many Afghan soldiers who inherited the abandoned airfield, instead referring to a statement from last week that the statement said, the handover of the many bases had been in process soon after President Joe Biden's mid-April announcement that America was withdrawing last of its forces. So Leggett said in the statement that they had coordinated their departures with the Afghanistani leaders. All right. Mission accomplished. We finished yeah. the article. All right. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Now we can withdraw and we can spend our resources in more valuable places here. Nice. That was pretty quick. Although we can't, I mean, we are done with the article, but there is more to read. I mean, we can't yeah. Can I, I actually just want to, again, like, it's not that I, uh, okay. there's a few more things that I want to read. So before the Afghan army could take control of the airfield about an hour's drive from the Afghan capital of Kabul, it was invaded by a small army of looters who ransacked barrack after barrack and rummaged through giant storage tents be before being evicted, according to Afghan military officials. So at first, we thought that maybe they were Taliban, said Abdul Rauf, a soldier of 10 years. He said that the U.S. called from Kabul airport and said, we're here at the airport in Kabul. So they... Uh they weren't yeah. even yeah they just so this peaced. is you're wrapping this up right because i mean we're we're wasting time here at this point this hey, article dev, is never going to end I, no sorry I'm i need to stay do this the in front of the microphone dev can you be a little more supportive to yeah. um, to our hosts yeah like i i not I supportive know. of the hosts i have Why to take a stand me? i think that we're wasting time we're wasting resources in this thing we're getting sucked into quicksand on this article that's a really cowardly thing of you to say and it's really Why do you not. hate me Dev, why do you hate me? I uh, I don't know. Anyway, just keep reading. Go ahead. Um, Whatever. Okay. I say we stay the course. Like, I, I just course. want to Absolutely. finish. Thank you, John. Thank you. Devin, John, do you want another podcast to come in here and, like, take over? Like, do you want them to, like, get in on our on the ground here that we were holding on this? Yeah, well, no, but I mean, you know, some of this time could be spent on, you know, stuff that will benefit us more directly, I feel, than... Yeah, but, yeah, what but if I have we to... abandon this story and then another podcast comes in and finishes it and then they do it better than us and then all of the people who live in Afghanistan love them more? Yeah, all I right, have to finish right. this story. I have to stay the course with the story and finish it and then just whatever. Okay, so... Uh, minds, Dev. Kohistani insisted the Afghan National Security and Defense Force could hold on to the heavily fortified base despite a string of Taliban wins on the battlefield. The airfield also includes a prison with about 5,000 prisoners, many of them allegedly Taliban. Um, the Taliban's latest surge comes as the last U.S. and NATO forces pull out of the country. 
As of last week, most NATO soldiers had already quietly left. They all tiptoed up. Um, the last U.S. soldiers are likely to remain until an agreement to protect the Kabul Hamid Karzai International Airport, which is expected to be done by Turkey, is completed. Um, yeah, there's right. a bunch. Of, I, I'm just gonna. I, th- I I think this is important stuff. Uh, it's really important. I, I think morale is starting to flag here, to be honest, <laughs> and I think hearts and minds at home are, uh, and you know, in the hearts and minds of listeners as well. I feel they're exhausted with this forever article that's not what this graph i have here says it says that they support us finishing this that graph is propaganda don't you understand um we've wasted too long on this article our contract says that we have to finish all articles and if i don't finish the article then we're not going to get uh syndication on spotify so the the blood is on your hands ron um yeah, so uh, meanwhile in northern Afghanistan, district after district has fallen to the Taliban. That doesn't sound good. Um, in just the last two days, know, hundreds hundreds of Afghan soldiers fled across the border into Tajikistan rather than fighting the insurgents. So it seems like the Americans left and a lot of the Afghanistan Afghani guys are leaving too. Mm-hmm. Um so, uh, yeah, we, we there's, uh, I think some, it's time for the surge now. What okay. paragraph are you on? Uh, down here, John. I'm, uh, Kohistini said, um, okay. The, uh, Afghan military is changing, changing its strategy, strategy to focus, to focus on, on the streets. The streets. He insisted they, insisted they would retake, retake them, them in, in the coming, coming days without, without saying how that would be accomplished. All right. Um, I think that onslaught really finished off that this article now that we've surged our uh, our numbers on the readers we you know i think we we can bring this thing to a safe conclusion within 20 minutes of the u.s's <laughs> silent departure on friday the electricity was shut down and the base was plunged into darkness said Rauf, the soldier of 10 years who has also served in taliban strongholds of helmand and kandahar provinces the sudden darkness was like a signal to the looters, he said. They entered from the north, smashing through the first barrier, ransacking buildings, loading anything that was not n- nailed down to trucks. Nice. Yeah, we'll let the looters in on this story. Um, we're abandoning it. Hey, we tried our best with this. Is that thing, how we're going to end this? We're just going to pack up and leave? Sometimes you need to know, you know when to walk away. And I, I mean, think- this is the longest time we've ever spent on a story. Yeah, I know. But I mean, you know, it's not necessarily a proud accomplishment. I don't think it's all for naught, though. I think, uh, you know, like, listen, we could just walk away from the story and, and like, it's fine. I don't yeah, think anything's going to happen. It's not finished. I mean, there are a few more paragraphs, but it's sort of like, what? I mean, do we really want to stay till the end? No more forever stories. I have some interesting stories, though. Uh, oh. A complete change of tune. Okay. Go um, ahead, I'm Dad. moving over here to the snake desk. Um, oh, no. Be careful. It's, oh, yeah. God. <laughs> it's slithering around. Yeah, it's not It's not pleasant here, but I'll try to be quick. Um, the reason why I am at the snake desk is to alert you listeners to the reality of uh, something of a snake crime wave, a snake, uh, a snake attack uh, epidemic. Um, a series of stories from the Associated Press that um, attest to this. The first, man bitten by neighbor's escaped python in toilet in oh. Austria. Oh, so why is there a, a python in Austria? 
So you think you're you're sitting in Austria? Uh, you're sitting on an Austrian toilet. Um, yes. I'm not sure exactly how they're constructed, but differently. Yeah. Um, and you're sitting there. You feel like you're in the most comfortable place of all. You're having an your bowel toilet. movement relaxed. Yeah. You're in the Alps, um, mm-hmm. and uh, your later yeah, you're later piled sea level, on the floor. It's way easier to go to move your bowels when you're that high up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just yeah, it just flies right out of you. Um, but. But. You're sitting there, and then your butt is but. bitten <laughs> by a snake. Hey, what a is in that, Austria, you say? Bitten by a 1.6 meter. That's five and a quarter foot for our American listeners. Python, during an early morning visit to the toilet at his home on Monday, police said, the reptile, uh, which apparently escaped from a neighbor's apartment and may have slithered through the drains. May was have. May, yeah, there's no other option, really. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. W- was cleaned and handed back to its owner. So That I may wonder- sort of implies that the neighbor is potentially a suspect in putting the python in the guy's in toilet. In the toilet, that's true. Yeah. Um, and I wonder who cleaned the python after it yeah. went through the toilet <laughs> yeah, exactly. system. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and the was, there, was there already material in the toilet when the snake got through? I must we assume. Don't know. You have to assume. I mean... So the snake slithered through the drains. It snaked yep. the drains. It snaked the drain. Yeah. So it's a clean drain. So it's drain. actually the cleaner toilet now than ever before. That's yeah. true. The 65-year-old victim felt a nip in the genital area. Oh. Uh, to quote him, shortly after sitting on the toilet at home in Graz, just after <laughs> 6 a.m. It's genital so, area because there's nothing down there that he can recognize his genitals anymore. Oh, right. vague John. area. <laughs> John coming in with a, a deep burn on this on this old man. Not that so, old. So, just after 6 a.m., that's an early morning toilet visit. That's maybe to sit down and take a pee. Um, according to a so? statement from police in Styria province, he then looked into the toilet and discovered the albino reticulated python. Oh. And for one second, one brief moment, he thought that, that he did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wow. was his BM. Yeah. Like, what did yeah. I? Is, there, is that a vice verse? <laughs> yeah. The snake apparently had escaped unnoticed from the apartment of the man's 24-year-old neighbor. It wasn't immediately possible to figure out how it escaped and how it got into the toilet. But police said it may have made its way through the drains. Again, Again may really doing, yeah, a lot of work there. Yeah. Oh, my God. Imagine just, like, this 24-year-old neighbor living next to the 65-year-old guy. He's, like, yeah. probably playing, like, metal guitar so loud, like, during <laughs> yeah. the day and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, he's like, oh, shit, where's, uh, where's Whitey or whatever his yeah. albino reticulated <laughs> python's name is? Is yeah. just slithering through the pipes of his next door neighbor's house. <laughs> oh, um, my God. Yeah. A, so they called a reptile expert to retrieve <laughs> the snake, which was returned to his owner. Police said the younger man kept 11 non-venomous constrictor snakes no. and a gecko in his apartment in terrariums and drawers. No. Maybe you need a few, a few less, maybe. Yeah. A couple fewer. <laughs> if you can't keep track of them all. <laughs> this this poor 65-year-old guy is, like, in danger. He's yeah. living next to, like, this, this apartment full of dangerous snakes. This is the yeah. most dangerous neighbor you could have. Um, and so he faces an investigation on suspicion of causing bodily harm by negligence. The victim sustained only minor injuries. Police said, okay, moving on to the next snake story. Oh um, God, there's no end um, to this thing. How long will these I feel like I'm all wrapped up in this? Yeah. I, mean, yeah, I know. Yeah. In this nest of snakes. 
Yeah, so it gets worse, and and it, it shows you that th- these snake incidents can happen anywhere at any time to anyone, including <laughs> you. Um, Not you to never be alarmist. Know when We're the next be alarmist here, <laughs> men group, but literally but anyone and anywhere at any time. That's what we have to deduce because uh, a new headline: boa constrictor accidentally freed in Utah, <laughs> still missing. Oh accidentally freed. I love that. <laughs> yes, uh, that's Enslaved, a weird way to phrase it. Yeah, uh, a boa constrictor accidentally freed from its container last week has eluded authorities in Utah for more than three days. <laughs> Animal control officers were called to a home on Friday afternoon after contractors accidentally knocked over the eight-foot-long snake's container, and it KSL right for the toilet. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> shot straight into the toilet plumbing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there it goes. The contractors were working on the home in Tuiele, about 35 miles southwest of Salt Lake City. Tuiele. police. Tuiele. Police Lieutenant Jeremy Hansen said animal control searched the home for over 90 minutes but couldn't find the reptile. He said the snake's owner believes that it may still be on his property. Again, that may. The word may comes up a lot when you're talking about snakes. (laughs) Um, Anyone who may know about the snake's whereabouts (laughs) is asked to contact the Tuili Police Department. Yeah, every time we read may in one of these stories now, I'm assuming that they're like raising their eyebrows and looking at someone specifically in the room like, (laughs) yeah, whoever may know where the snake is. So, yeah, if you're in the Utah area, I would say even like a couple of states over in any direction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This snake could be in your toilet at your most vulnerable moment. You're in the shower. You've got soap in your eyes. And then the python comes out of the shower uh, drain. And Yeah, you turn the water on. You go into the, like, you're getting ready for work. It's like 6 a.m. or whatever. You turn the shower on. And there's like not turning on for a second. Like the water's not coming out. You're like, what the hell's going on? And then out of one of the nozzles, a snake squeezes out and just hits you right in the face. Yeah. That's that can gonna happen, happen to you. It's going that to happen, happen to you. That can happen at any time. Um, and uh, further evidence that this will happen to you soon <laughs> is another story. What? Tw- 12-foot python escapes oh my God. inside oh, Louisiana's... even longer. In, escapes inside Louisiana's largest mall. Authorities say they've been searching for a 12-foot python that escaped from its enclosure inside Louisiana's largest shopping mall. Oh, my God. Uh, we had, okay. we had uh, five and a quarter feet and then eight feet, and now we're at 12 feet. They're getting yeah. bigger. The, they're getting stronger. They're, they're getting, they're getting savvier. They're shopping at malls. <laughs> so Kara, a yellow and white Burmese python, slithered out of its enclosure at the Blue Zoo in the mall of Louisiana in Baton Rouge on Tuesday, news outlets reported. She was still on the loose early Wednesday morning, WBRZ-TV reported, after a search overnight when such snakes are most active. Uh, okay, so they still haven't found the snake. While we've created a very secure home for Kara, our Burmese python, she has slithered out of her exhibit. The Not so secure. <laughs> Not so why secure. Do we get, why do we get the wide apart set bars on her cell? Yeah. yeah. Well, it is very secure. It didn't work at all. Um, uh, Kara is a non-poisonous, friendly snake that okay, enjoys is, her time interacting with guests during our snake education shows. I would like to know if friendly is a de- like a medical or not medical but like a biological designation like yeah uh, can we get an expert i understand non-poisonous is like a term makes sense it's objective but friendly snake 
Yeah. What I is, mean, everyone's friendly until the, <laughs> that moment when they blow their stack. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what is the, are they, is there like some sort of snake meetup that other all getting out of their homes and cages and whatever they live in? They may be moving towards, say, the center of the continent uh, for, you know, <laughs> so, a power up where they will copulate. Um, yeah at a rapid pace and then spread like wildfire back yeah. towards the coast. <laughs> um, Wait, anyway, so, what, how just would a, so it's non-poisonous. So is this really a dangerous story, Devin? How can they, pythons hurt you really? Well, let me continue by saying pythons slowly squeeze their prey to death oh, before God. swallowing them. Kara was described as, quote, very sweet by her handlers <laughs> who released a photo of the animal. This is very Have is you very seen this man? sandwiching... <laughs> They're sandwiching how sweet this this python is between sentences of how pythons are generally known to kill. Yeah, it's like, oh, is it? Po- no, no, it's it's not poisonous. No, no, don't worry about that. And then it's like, well, how does it kill? Oh, uh, never mind. It. Yeah, <laughs> it's strangling, but don't the worry poison about it. is like whatever. It, like we're looking at a picture right now, and I encourage you to look up Kara the python. That's C A R A. Yeah, uh, it's a Burmese python. Um, and it, it looks absolutely terrifying and massive. I'm yeah. not that big of a fan of snakes, to be honest. Although, like, I'm not necessarily afraid of them. Like, I will, I guess, touch and hold one. I just don't like them. I don't think, I don't know. Yeah. Um, my uh, my girlfriend uh, is a snake person. She had snakes growing up. I think that's weird. Um, <laughs> and I tell her that all the time. Um and if, uh, if I ever have children, they will not be allowed to have snakes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but yeah, uh, pay attention to this uh, snake wave as it uh, comes out in the news stories. Um, it's a serious problem, and I think you should just check your drains, make sure that you're not in danger. Yeah, make sure you because- hover over every, like, plumbing, uh, whatever, appliance that you have in the house if you're like near any pipes just make sure you're getting you have a good distance yeah yeah uh well uh, thanks dev thanks for getting all wrapped up in that story oh yeah, my that, pleasure oh, oh there you, oh my god what is that we should probably get a snake desk yeah strangling our our investigative journalist devin all right well let's uh let's move along here because devin's got to uh it looks like he's actually struggling and maybe we should help him but uh yeah he's turning I think blue he, he can, can do that on use his some own. green to even out. He can do that. On, he's a blue man. He can do it. He can do it on his own. He's got that. So, John, I see you. Uh, you are in full uh, regalia and gear, uh, taken yeah, from I'm the wearing... set of uh, Chernobyl, the HBO uh, docu series, or That's whatever right. that I was. Am, I am fully Loved kitted it. out here. I've got my hiking shoes on, and I've got a rain coat on and mm-hmm. i'm wearing uh cargo pants and i'm really ready here at the radioactivity desk nice yeah so you're at the uh, radioactive desk and uh this desk is sponsored by a listener of ours uh in northern ontario yeah Ratty. there's there's a little plaque here on the side of the desk that says uh, uh the, this donation furnished by ratty yeah so thank so you thank Ratty, you so much for this story. um and so for this story we have this radioactive hybrid terror pigs is loaded already. Have made themselves a home in Fukushima's exclusion zone. Oh no! Okay, have we talked about Fukushima ex- exclusion zone? I, th- I have a feeling we have. I think we have. Everybody knows. Yeah, there was a nuclear meltdown, and uh, these things kind yeah. of uh, scar, the, scar the earth uh, forever, seemingly. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, yeah, people aren't allowed near radioactivity. I'm not exactly sure why. I feel fine over here at the radioactivity desk, actually. Nothing is... You're glowing, so, John. Thank you. Scientists have uncovered a new threat to humanity emerging in the area surrounding the former Fukushima nuclear power plant. Indestructible radioactive hybrid terror pigs. <laughs> um, okay. So wow. I, I, I'm wait, I want... This is a wonderful premise, and I'm waiting for the evidence to substantiate <laughs> yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, so the details emerged from studies of how radiation from the partial nuclear meltdown at the plant in 2011 had affected local wildlife, which has in many cases rewilded urban areas vacated years ago by populations forced to move out by the threat of radiation following the disaster. Makes sense. Uh, yeah. This is a familiar process following large-scale human evacuations, and similar rewilding situations occurred in the area surrounding the site of the Chernobyl incident in 1986, despite the efforts of the Soviet authorities to control the animal population. So I guess radioactivity just makes animals really healthy, I guess it sounds like. Mm -hmm. The NBC-suited boffins working on the project were expected to find wild boar in the affected zone, since they have been reported in former urban areas for some years, having come down from the surrounding mountains to reclaim the towns and cities of the area as their own realm almost as soon as the humans vacated them. Interesting. Nice. They, what is so a boffin? I guess, I guess they were waiting in the wings. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> NBC-suited boffins. Is yeah. it like a robot? Boffin. That is, uh, <laughs> that's how you pronounce it. Um, <laughs> a, it. It is a person. So it's a noun. It's an informal British noun. Uh, oh. f- a, a person engaged in scientific or technical research. A computer huh. boffin. Nice. Okay. So a researcher. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and then in the next paragraph, the scientists were not prepared for the true prospect that awaited them. They're boffins. As, uh, the boffins. Please stick to one tone. This is, these tonal yeah. shifts are not good journalism. Yeah. I no. know this. I went to J school. Yeah, he did. Um, they were not prepared for the true prospect that awaited them. As related in a report in the proceedings of the Royal Society Bee Journal, the local wild boar... Um, a subspecies endemic to the region known as the Japanese boar, or the white-mustached pig. Can you say the, say the Latin name, too? Can you give uh, me the Latin phrase for that, John? <clears throat> yes, I can. One second here. Uh, it is the Sus scrofa leucomystax. Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I know. Now I know what the hell you're talking Leucomystax. Um, uh, it's also known as a Inoshishi in, uh, in Japanese. That's a or, much prettier name. A Yama Kujira. That's okay. Also known as the mountain whale. Okay, go on, go on. <laughs> well, apparently this Japanese boar had created a fiefdom covering all of the locale vacated by over 160,000 displaced humans, um, in the process becoming cocky and aggressive, and also lost their natural wariness. Wow, so they got too powerful. Yeah. Hell yeah. Again, this is why I like sitting at the, uh, the radioactivity desk. You guys are always telling me to stay away, but like every time I come here... I start getting like this crazy feeling in my head that like I like weigh nothing because I feel so strong and like I'm mm-hmm. like no longer hungry and like mm-hmm. I just feel good all the time. Listen, John, yeah. it's well, it's not well, necessarily us telling you not to be there. It's the boffins. The boffins won't <laughs> shut the f- Yeah. They're, they're trying we to just you yeah. like yeah, we're we're, we're actually going to need to call the boffins after this because Yeah, we're fine we're, with you doing whatever. Um so apparently the the wild boars are mating with domestic pigs and the domestic pigs were ill-suited to life in the wild in a radioactive post-apocalyptic hellscape editorializing 
and presumably <laughs> threw in their lot with the tough wily boar as their best chance of survival. Uh, so now okay. you can imagine what happened next. They had yeah. boar babies. A the boar pig hybrid. A new Did kind it. of boar pig hybrid that originated in the initial exclusion zone within 20 kilometers of the site of the nuclear plant. Um, the study found that the hybrids did not display any signs of mutation despite the doses of radiation they were subjected to. Indeed, surveys of local boar found that they are contaminated by up to 300 times the safe human dosage of the lethal isotope casium-137. Whoa. 300 times? That's <laughs> incredible. In other words, they are highly radioactive and seemingly virtually indestructible, the article <laughs> says. You cannot destroy them. They are they, they, If you ever wanted to destroy a pack of radioactive boars, good luck, because they're I, indestructible. I'm very confused as to why they're saying they did not display any signs of mutation despite being contaminated by 300 times the lethal dosage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so this is the whole thing starts from the, the, the this kind of unholy union between pigs and wild boars. Yeah. And so everything from there, that spawn of kind of unnatural procreation, yep. uh, leads to, you know, just a pure uh, satanic influence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or as they like to call it in this article, indestructible radioactive hybrid terror pigs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These hybrids now comprise up to 10% of the local population, evidently combining the wild smarts of their boar ancestors with an enjoyment of the finer things which human civilization can bring, inherited from their domestic forebears. So the domestic pigs are like these fancy schmancy... Yeah, wearing robes uh, and stuff. Yeah, they have acquired tastes. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're like, they know where like the good corn is and like right. the silos or whatever. Follow the, me, the says wild the pig. Boars. Yeah, exactly. The wild boars like, hey, I'm going to follow you. Hey, I'm full of radiation. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have sex. Yeah, yeah. I'm going yeah, to get over here. <laughs> um, humans attempting to reclaim the former settlements in the area around the plant for eventual reopening, have found it difficult to dislodge the porcine interlopers <laughs> from their recently taken strongholds. The Fukushima exclusion zones have been gradually lifted in stages since the incident to allow former residents to return. So, I'm wondering when they're saying it's okay to try and go back. I'm also closer. thinking that this could be the site of a new forever war, a new <laughs> Afghanistan. Yeah. Is, is we need to send troops in to take back these these uh, porcine strongholds. Yeah. Porcine interlopers. <laughs> but in keeping with, you know, the, these kind of futile modern American wars, we'll yeah. be fighting in, a, in an, uh, an environment that just kills the soldiers, but the, the pigs are invulnerable to it. I'm going to go ahead and label the collaboration between the domestic pig and the wild boar a, the new axis of evil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, they're made of Kevlar. That's why they're indestructible. <laughs> And some say the new revolutionary vanguard as well, but I mean, uh, pol- politics, uh, politics differs aside, on that yeah. question. That's, yeah. that's not, not neither here nor there. Um, in some cases, the aggressive porkers have refused to give ground and have attacked returning humans, meaning human authorities have been forced to deploy armed assassination teams of hunters to flush them out. Yeah, so skirmishes are already taking place. Yep. Yeah, and they're doing covert ops. The future of the Fukushima terror pigs is hard to predict. <laughs> 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 That's great. I think we're doing that now. I think we're predicting some things now. If they had the intelligence to team up and combine into one unstoppable force, I'm sorry, who wrote this article? Yeah, what the a pig wrote this? <laughs> An indestructible army, boar army of that nature, would surely be able to overrun the rest of the Japanese archipelago and the Red Spheres, possibly the whole world. 
Yeah, hold on. This is, this is like a, the this was written by Porky manifesto. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this, is, this is written by Porky the pig. Yeah, this is like whoever like yeah, exactly. Whatever revolution. This is like a Maoist pig. Um, unfortunately yeah. for the boar, although they naturally live in matriarchal groups called sounders, hmm. their natural aggression and territorial nature mean that it would be very much out of character for the Fukushima boar to combine into one huge terrifying unit, whether for the purposes of destroying hum- human civilization or for any other reason. What? what? Though we would what like to they... remind listeners that the this making the claim one way or another that they won't unite to, to destroy humanity on the Japanese island is not within the scope of this article. <laughs> yeah, I know. What if they achieve class consciousness? And... Right. <laughs> we're screwed. Yeah, we're we're done for. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what's so scary about them teaming up with the like the bourgeois pigs. The terror the pigs. Fuku- the Fukushima exactly. terror pigs will have nothing to lose but their chains. Yep. And I think this is the situation that we find ourselves faced with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's really, you know, it's a really wild story over here at the radioactivity desk. And um, I kind of feel sick. And I don't know if I can uh, keep going. I'm going to try and finish up this article. But I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead, John. Get it, I think get I need to lay quick. down for the rest yeah, of Yeah, you've got it. our support here. Thank you. Um the superior firepower and coordination of their human usurpers mean the boar will eventually or will hopefully be forced back into the mountains where their desire for the trappings of human culture will gradually dissipate and the memory of their time as unquestioned warlord rulers of the region will slowly fade. This is a lot of assumption. Yeah. I think. Yeah. This is like um like what uh like objective reportage on like the balkans looked like in like the 18th century or something yeah yeah they're imagining that like the historical memory that these terror pigs will have will just fade away as soon as they get chased back to the mountains but generations of proud peoples never forget they pass on these stories they build identities these struggles yeah exactly let's yeah it's called epigenetics look it up generations of boar to come will look down on human settlements from their mountain redoubts and feel a pang of regret and recognition for their missed opportunity to conquer the world. The Boer War has been avoided by oh, what wow. cost to the Boer. Wow, a little uh, hat okay. tip to the uh, war in uh, now the, the country Wars. now known as South yeah. Africa, known as the Boer this War, reads, 1905, reads, actually. Yeah, this reads like European journalism from like 1913 or something. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, yeah, the Great War is never going to happen because <laughs> why would it? But like, that's crazy talk yeah. anyway. This, this article is definitely like jinxing whatever is going to happen in the next like couple of weeks in Japan. Yeah, I mean, they, they feel they're ab- saying that they're letting people like they keep letting people go in further and further into the exclusion zone, and they keep saying that the boar is like wildly mutated, extremely indestructible, but like it's probably gonna be fine. Yeah, and they'll probably just like decide not to conquer us for yeah. some reason, and then they'll feel pangs of regret. <laughs> what happens when you feel regret? It's like, oh man, we should have done that. It's like, wait, we could do it right we now. Can still, like, do why this. did we ever give up the dream of the new world? Yeah. And maybe if they conquered us, you know, maybe that would be not so bad of a thing. Yeah, yeah. I think there's there's a lot to look forward to in our uh, future. Boar terror pig overlords uh, are telling us what to do. Um, by the way, uh, Boer War was not in 1905, as I just said. Just want to make that correction. Um, uh oh, that's but, our uh, egg of the face moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wrong wow, am I embarrassed there? I am the, the exception that proves the rule of our fantastic reporting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, Fukushima exclusion zone. Um, essentially, I've canceled my spring break trip there, and I think I'm just going to let it 
you know, work itself out in the next, I don't know, two, three years. Yeah, for and, the uh, corporate, like, Christmas party that we have here at yeah. Women Group, Ron mm-hmm. bought tickets for tours of Fukushima. I did. Um, didn't yeah. even... A year after the uh, nuclear event happened. And yeah, so didn't even been, know that the nuclear event happened. My bad. My bad, we've been, guys. We've like, been rain-checking it year after year, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. But uh, thanks, John, for the uh, reporting, reporting, uh, yeah, radioactive... My mouth's really dry, and I'm not feeling very good, so I'm going to try and drink some water and yeah. take a lie down. Yeah, it looks like there's a light coming out of your eye. I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, take um, some Tylenol. That's take my some, hope for the future of the the boars. Take some Tylenol. Yeah, that's 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 crazy. Um, well, thanks, John, for the uh, radioactive desk. You have to go through the uh, mist that will sanitize you to take you out into <laughs> regular <you>. world. <laughs> um, we've got one more story here. Uh, this is from uh, Devin Devin's desk. He's got the uh, the jinx the of the week. Of the Dev, week. Dev, 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 take it away. Dev, Dev. Yes, uh, just so that I can add the effects. This is the Jinx, Jinx of the Week. This is one of our favorite favorite segments. People were messaging us many times to ask when we were going to do Jinx of the Week. Yeah, and there's so many jinxes. People are constantly being jinxed, jinxing others, and uh, getting getting sticks in the spokes everywhere. Hi, Jinx. Uh, but this one is a particularly juicy jinx. Mm. Uh, the headline, man killed by lightning day after news site says there were no deaths this year Damn. by lightning. That so That's this shocking. Year, that is complete. This year, I'm shocked. Yeah, this, we hadn't had any lightning deaths this year. Um, and then all of a sudden, and people claim the Washington Post, quote, tempted fate after mm. revealing no one had been killed by a lightning strike in 2021, only for a man to die the very next day. <clears throat> yep. The, the news site shared an article entitled, The United States Has Yet to See a Lightning Fatality This Year, a Record to Date, published on Tuesday. They uploaded the story on their Twitter page the following day, captioned, nobody has been killed by lightning in the United States this year. The first time the nation has made it this far into the year without a lightning death. Oh, my God. But just hours after it was shared, a man died after being struck by lightning in New Jersey. Oh, Oh my God. No. That sucks. That's so terrifying, the idea of dying from lightning. Like, uh... I know you, you know you're in a storm. They say don't stand in it under a tree. Don't have like a metal golf club. Golfers are always seemingly getting killed by this. Yeah, what else? even yeah. though it's raining, put your umbrella Flying kites. away. Flying kites. Don't have a little spinny top on your hat. Yes, <laughs> don't wear a metal one. Hats. <laughs> a metal hat you're wearing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's things like uh, shut down the computer. Like you're gonna get zap that's just that's just mom telling me to get off the computer i think stop but, uh, practicing balancing <laughs> a ladder on your chin so you can be in the guinness world records book yeah stop Don't doing do that, that in when a it's storm. storming yeah. yeah um accuweather cited a report from the national weather service excuse me confirming a man died on wednesday after being struck at around 3 45 p.m eastern Ooh, bad time to go so, too like Right in the right? afternoon, the yeah, afternoon like, slump. Exactly. Yeah. Like you're slowing down. You're like, what, do, what should we have for dinner? And then it's like, boom, yeah. pow, <laughs> zap. Um, so Action News, a uh, fitting news agency for this, later revealed the man who hasn't been identified was playing golf there we at go. the Burlington Country Club in West Hampton Township. Man. Um, so sorry, just don't on play the, golf. Just on the uh, uh, sports beat. This is a total uh, aside. I'm I, I'm just want to announce the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning have just won the Stanley Cup. They've uh, struck down the uh, Montreal Canadiens in 
They've killed the Montreal Canadiens. They killed them. Uh, <laughs> and there we go again. The Tampa Bay Lightning. That's uh, a joke for all you dads out there. <laughs> the site claimed officials revealed the man was struck between the sixth and seventh hole as a storm oh, passed. Man. He was just getting going. He was only supposed he, to play nine. He was passing from the devil's number to God's number, and yep. the devil Whoa, got him before true. he could get there. So, just um, a quick nine before dinner, you know. That's a shout out to all our numerology people out there, all our all our numerological Christians out there. <laughs> yeah, and if you're also uh, a sports enthusiast, dad, and also a numerologist, please write us a letter. Yeah, this one's for you. Yeah. Please write us a letter at Blue Man Group, PO Box two one two four nine, Detroit, Michigan four eight two two one. So anyway, the the deceased was found under a tree, as you said, don't go under the tree, which was also struck, leading them to believe he was seeking shelter under it from the rain, I guess. The Washington Post article quickly attracted a lot of attention and screen grabs were shared on Reddit, captioned, (laughs) quote, just a couple of hours after posting this, the first person died by lightning strike. (laughs) The author, (laughs) Matthew Capucci, took to Twitter in defense of the piece saying, check the publishing time. I ended by saying this wasn't going to last. Save it. Save it, Capucci. Save it for the court. Sounds like Capucci willed this to happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he knew maybe that something was going to happen. Hold Capu- on. Yeah, How I'm, much do these meteorologists know? Do they know who's going to get struck? How much did Capucci know and when did he yeah, know the, it? Capucci the knows a bit too much. Capucci, a meteorologist for Capital Weather Gang. Uh, that sounds... So he's part of a gang. He's a gang. Referenced yeah, he's a his gang, last man. sentence, which says, July is typically the peak month for lightning fatalities in the United States. With June and August right behind. Why? Because it works for your schedule, Capucci? The, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, you like to pack mm-hmm. it all in in July because those are your holidays? Mm-hmm, well, we can mm-hmm. hope this record-breaking streak of no fatalities continues. History tells us it won't. Or you tell us it won't. Yeah. Um, anyway, despite acknowledging the record wouldn't hold, people still found the timing of the article eerie. Yeah. Harrison Hickman commented, the next lightning strike death will be blamed on Washington Post for jinxing the record. I agree. Mm-hmm. And, I'm a little uh, superstitious, you- I'm sorry, but I was wearing um, my jersey that said uh, lightning strikes, which I wear every year until someone gets struck by lightning. Mm-hmm. And um, I was wearing my lucky underwear, and mm-hmm. I kept it going for as long as I could because I was waiting to see how long the nation could go. And I believe, psychopathically, that it's all based on what I'm wearing, hmm. as long as no one says anything. Hmm. So mm-hmm. thanks a lot, guys. I did all that for nothing. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, the NWS states 17 people died from lightning strikes across the U.S. in 2020. Imagine dying of a lightning strike in 2020 in America. Eesh. Come on. What a rough year. Come on, people. Yeah. Come on, people. How'd he die? Lightning. Yeah, not COVID, not yeah. uh, whatever. Was he not wearing anyway. a mask? It's like, no, he was. <laughs> That's what caught on fire. That was part of the problem. Face off. Yeah. Yeah. That metal <laughs> clip on his nose so his uh, glasses wouldn't get fogged up. Yeah, that's uh, what got him. was uh, what got him. So, so that's, uh, that's that story, uh, guys. Well, thank you. Um, I'm, I'm noticing, by the way, that this story is written by a journalist, Rebecca Flood. Oh, oh my God. I believe so. we've heard from Rebecca Flood before, but uh, the conspiracy continues to deepen. 
Yeah, that Big is flood wants to flood us out. That is, I, us. I will say that is shocking. Yep. Uh, what are some other electrifying words? Uh, um, I don't know, Thomas Edison or something. Yeah, I mean, we zap. haven't heard from Thomas Edison in a while, zap, but I zap. would, I would point towards him. We. And, this is the longest this show has gone without having a Thomas Edison feature. Yeah, I know. So, Edison. Edison would have been able to quickly rig up something that could have saved the people on the golf course. Mm-hmm. Once the rain came, oh, don't worry, guys, I'll just rig up this weather vane, and then yep. uh, that'll catch the lightning, we'll, we'll be safe. But alas, he died a long time ago, mm-hmm. and uh, rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. He, we'll, we'll, he'd, he'd put on one of those uh, 78 RPM records of like somebody, uh, like an old lady crying or something, and be like, oh, yeah. my, and then uh, people would be uh, you know, sidetracked, and maybe they wouldn't stand under the trees. Stop standing under trees at the golf course when it's raining. Just go inside. Get out there. Get out. Get out of there. Well, look and at I just look at say, the weather. I just want to say that um, I hope his score was really good per hole. His per hole average. Hopefully, it bumped up his numbers. Yeah, yeah hopefully it was like a career best. Yeah, exactly. He was like he was just like six under par going into the seventh hole. Just like he an was gonna- insane game. He was totally in the zone. Yeah, he's yeah. like, maybe we should get some brews after. I'm just killing it. Listen, it's, it's like, on oh, me. My shoulders have never felt this loose before. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. like, I'm feeling lucky, man. I think yeah. I'm just gonna finish these uh, two he's holes like, out and three holes. It's like, man, maybe I'm playing a great golf game, but for some reason, like, I can't conceive of anything past five minutes from now. <laughs> it's like, like my, like, I plan on going to the next hole, but then, like, I just can't make any plans in my head. <laughs> Rest in peace, uh, sir. Unidentified we, man playing golf. Yeah, we hope uh, you're doing doing well in in heaven. Uh, heaven. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, <laughs> let's not make any assumptions yeah. here, people. All right. Thanks very much, Dev. That was uh, Devin Welsh giving us some uh, the jinx of the week, which is uh, one of probably my favorite uh, features on the show. John's too. Um, well, guys. We're reaching the end of the episode here, and one thing that we always do is we check our numbers. This segment is called Last Week's Numbers. Here we go. Here we go. I've got the check in the numbers. The dashboard is up. And it's okay. Listen, we're we're yeah. we're on a upswing, I can see. We're on yeah. a nice upswing. But over the past 14 days, we're down six percent. Not that much, but we're coming yep. back. It's good. It's good. I'm I'm very happy with this. Um, let's see. Last seven days, 127 downloads. Last 30 days, 588. All time downloads, 4,195. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's, good. Solid numbers. Yeah. Nothing it's, it's to great. cheer, but um, nothing super flashy. But I also don't feel like afraid that lightning will strike us for getting cocky. Yeah. 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 Great. Absolutely. Great call, John. Um, I'm terrified now. I'm terrified of snakes. I'm terrified of Get away uh, from that lightning. tree. Here are my predictions. There could be a snake in it. We won't be bit by snakes. We will not get struck by lightning. And we will not be doing anything about Thomas Edison for weeks to come. Yeah. No. But, uh, no I, Edison. Yeah, I encourage you uh, to, I don't know, keep listening. <laughs> uh, I encourage you to, <laughs> to, to tell people about it or something. Uh, yeah. Listen, all I'll say in a, in a very serious manner, which is unlike me, I guess the uh, the podcast game it's difficult. <laughs> um, talking into a microphone is easy. Editing. Strong men also cry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Devin edits every single episode and makes new music for every single episode. 
a lot of the pressures on Devin. Devin definitely puts the most work in. Devin puts yeah. in a lot of work. Uh, I'm really stressed about this, actually. He's actually uh, getting stressed every now. Week, you awesome. could relieve my stress by posting about our podcast on your social media and say, hey, this is a really funny podcast. It's not It's not as uh, flashy as your other podcast, but it's um, it's solid. Yeah. And uh, it's and homegrown. You know it's original, too. It is original. Yeah. Thank There's you. There's original music. We got ahead on the new Weird News BP. No one was doing Weird News before us. Yeah, nobody no. No. Nobody. Nobody. No. So, uh, yeah. Oh, what I would also like to uh, know is what, and I'm, again, I'm in serious mode. Just what do you think? Like, what is, how do you describe Blue Man Group? I would love to know how other people describe it. Um, but also, for real, uh, give us some ratings on Apple. Give us a five and write something funny or stupid or dumb, or you can be mean to us or tell us what mm-hmm. you don't like. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But please help. Uh, that way it does really 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 help and uh yeah i really appreciate your ears and listening for those of you who are listening and uh listen we're 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 not stopping we're gonna keep doing this so we appreciate your ears yeah yeah and get in touch with us like what's the matter with you like reach out from (laughs) behind your damn computer your damn phone matter (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we're always uh, reach out and talk to us. Tell us what you think about the show, or share. Talk, tell somebody. God yeah. damn, Ron, yeah. plug the Discord. Yeah, Discord. Come to my Discord, please. There is a Blue Man Group uh, uh, section that needs to be more active. Um, the Discord—that's on you, listener. You need to be more active in the Discord. Yeah, yeah if it's you- your community. So, also, if you're unfamiliar what Discord is, it is a chat app, but it's essentially like chat rooms there's many different chat rooms that you can go into and uh the link is in my instagram bio so you can go to instagram.com slash ron ecstasy or just find me where you know where i am you can find it there there is a link in my bio biome and you can click (laughs) on that and um it will take you there and then you can go to the blue man group section and you can blabber your mouth off and i will be there and you can talk with us and that's where it goes down. By the way, I got recognized from the podcast recently. What? Someone, wow. someone saw, came into the place I work and they were like, you John? No way. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Okay, people, we're blowing up. We're, it's your last chance to get on yeah, the bandwagon. Get on the bandwagon now so you can recognize John. John's already being hounded by fans. I have to uh, like hide so. myself in public now. Oh, that's awesome. Absolutely. Good. This mm-hmm. is wonderful. All right, everybody. Be, yeah. Thanks so much for listening. Always feel free to cut off John when he wants to say something at the end of the episode. Uh, And we will see you and hear you or be in your ears or something like that next week. We love you. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye.